0: This episode is brought to you by Objective Outcomes. If you're tired of fad diets, yo-yo dieting, and quick fixes that don't last, you should start a sustainable behavior-based personal training that is primed for lifelong changes to promote a healthier lifestyle. You can find us at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com. Also, if you are seeking remote supervision and interested in the application of ABA in health, sports, and fitness, we offer supervision for unrestricted hours, monthly group supervision where you can meet others on the same track as you. You can find more at objectiveoutcomesaba.com. This is an ABA podcast with two BAs and And no BS. BS. This is two BAs on a pod we are so excited for this episode um we decided once a month we are going to be doing a little segment that's different than our normal episodes we will be doing true crime cases we love true crime yes we do (laughs) we love true crime we love murder we love it all (laughs) we love we don't love doing it no no (laughs) never listening we love being the the, flies on the wall and listening to the cases and hearing like the behaviors of these these serial killers or just these killers and like these criminals and like what are they thinking why are they doing this what has been maintaining the behavior so this is the true behaviors of crime
1: that was so good <laughs> no but for real because i know when i first got into true crime like i've always kind of liked it like uh, as far back as i can remember like hearing about like um just things in horror movies or whatever mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. i really got into it was being in grad school because now when i listen to true crime i'm just like oh that behavior oh he's doing that because of this oh that like i can just pick it out so i'm super mm-hmm. excited this is so fun yeah
0: i've always loved well, I know, like, Law & Order is not true crime, but right. <laughs> I, I've watched I've watched Law & Order um, Special Victims Unit as yes. a little girl, and I even named my little baby doll Olivia after Olivia mm-hmm. Benson, so that's how much I've always loved, like, just listening to, like, these cases unfold and the detective work behind it and just kind of, like, the psychology. Um, I'm on the law and order SVU, there was like a psychologist. I forget what his name was, but Dr. Wong, Dr. Wong. (laughs) Yes. Dr. Wong. He would go and talk. He was very like compassionate and gentle. And he would talk to these criminals and kind of like profile them, which is a different segment of behavior analysis is doing like profiling on um criminals so that's something else i want to talk to more detail on a different episode but yeah it's just super interesting to us so this is why we're doing this once a month so ashley what case are we doing today so today we are talking about chris
1: watts who is a piece of fucking shit piece and we're gonna talk about why he's a piece of shit and why he decided to murder his pregnant wife and his two daughters so it was a Family murder. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can kind of just give a little background about him. It was hard Mm -hmm. to find some information. Like, there's not a lot of information on who he was, his childhood and everything. But Chris Watts was born on May 16th of 1985. He's originally from Spring Lake, North Carolina. He has one younger sister and both his mother and father in the picture. I'm going to leave their names out of it just because, honestly, if I was related to this asshole, I wouldn't want to be dragged into it, so I'm right. going to leave their names out. Mm-hmm. Um, by all accounts, there's no indication that he had anything other than a quote-unquote like normal childhood, but again, I couldn't really find anything, and as we do this more, I feel like we'll get better with the research, but right, um, yeah.
0: there's not much information about him before the murders. So. Yes, so... In- same with me. Like, who is Shanann Watts? This is the wife. Um, so he not only did murder his wife, but also his two kids. But a background on who Shanann Watts is. Uh, she was born January 10th, 1984. Um, she's from New Jersey. She also seemed to have a normal upbringing. I know um, she's, what they had said, that she does come from, like, humble beginnings. Right. But I don't think she was – It was such a crazy upbringing. It was normal-ish. She does have one sibling, and um, they had two kids together. And like Ashley said, as we do this, we'll get better with the research. Um, Right. So background info on, like, how they met. So Shanann Watts was actually married before she met um, Chris Watts. Um, Then she had a divorce, but before – she met Chris Watts. She had her own house. She was she was described as being very hardworking. Um, she was described as ambitious. She bought her own house. I think she was like in her 20s when she bought her first house. So she was a, go, right. a go-getter. She met Chris Watts through Facebook. So Chris Watts sent her a friend request. And it's so crazy because um, in the documentary that we'll be referencing a lot is where we got a lot of the information from. But she spoke about how she met him on social media. And she talked about he sent her a friend request. She was thinking like, oh, I'll never meet this guy, whatever. They ended up connecting, you know, talking and then meeting in real life. And then two years later, they were married. And something interesting about that wedding, Chris Watt's parents did not approve of the wedding. And they actually did not show up so here comes our first – what would you call it? An antecedent Analysis? variable? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. Like, a, like an antecedent or a variable or even like a, a motivating operation of, right. you know, as the murders. is. His family did not like Shanann. Um, right. It seemed like their relationship – her relationship with her in-laws were – it was rocky. Um, there was times where they would get in fights. She would threaten to, "You can't see the kids anymore." Um, she she saw one time her and her mother in law like feeding her one of her daughters a food that the daughter was allergic to, and that was like a big ordeal. Um, so it, it wasn't like the best foundation to start a marriage on. If your parents don't like your spouse, I mean that's a big that's a big deal.
1: Right. And I think that there are certain circumstances where our parents are crazy, right? Like my mother is fucking nuts. So Mm -hmm, like if she didn't mm -hmm. like somebody in my life, like that would not mean a damn thing to me because she's crazy herself. But in most circumstances, I feel like if your family is refusing to go to your wedding, because like my brother, his first wife, um, that was a very rocky relationship. I won't talk too much on it because he's not here to defend himself and neither is his ex-wife. But they were not a good couple. They were not, it was very rushed. They were very young um but at the end of the day he, they did elope but if they didn't I would have still been there because that's my brother right so right. I feel like and even though that was not a good person and she's my niece and nephew's mother so I won't go too crazy right. but that's not, she's not a nice lady so you know it's like if if they're really refusing your parents, who you're close to and are in your life, are refusing to go to your wedding, like that's a big deal for both sides. Mm-hmm. I can imagine mm-hmm. with Shanann, and I don't want to speak for her, of course, but I would be heartbroken if my boyfriend's family didn't approve of us and support us and want to celebrate our love and then you know, you have Chris here and now it's like, oh damn, my family didn't support this. So like from both sides, I can see that as, um, like an antecedent situation or Mm -hmm. something creating an MO for just some
0: turmoil, um, Mm -hmm. in their relationship from the beginning for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but nonetheless, they, they got married and they, they started a family. So Shanann, she was working in sales, which she was selling, um, Thrive is the product, which basically is like a patch. I'm not sure what type of vitamins or supplements is in that patch, but whatever that patch was, was related to like wellness. It had mood boosting, energy boosting effects. And um, she sold that. So it was an MLM, which is multi-level marketing. So you have to get on social media usually, like right. kind of like a Herbalife deal where you're marketing this product and you're trying to sell this product and then you're also trying to have other people sell this product. So it's just kind of this chain of the it's all commission. So she was doing that. And then Chris Watts, um, he were he was working in oil, the oil industry.
1: Yeah, the oil industry. I forgot the exact name of the company, but he was working in the oil industry.
0: Yeah, and they they moved from um, North Carolina which is where their fa- their family was. They moved from North Carolina. They moved to Colorado. He was working in the oil industry. Um, she was working in the, the multi-level marketing, uh, selling Thrive. And she was heavily on social media. And it kind of right. comes with the job when you are marketing a product. You need to market it somewhere. So it's the easiest hey. and the, ch- the cheapest way is to market it on social media. So she was active on facebook and she was very active on displaying what her her family life which is super interesting because the what she had put out there was like a picture perfect family right so it's like the clips that you would see is like her cooking in the kitchen and like chris watts is like in the background like oh my husband's gonna do the dishes and he's like oh like in the background like ha 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 like this is like a perfect family yeah for sure so take away like Social media is fake as fuck. (laughs) Right, right. And I think that's something
1: too where it's like to always keep in mind that we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So I know Mm -hmm. we're saying we're going to be analyzing this behaviorally. But at the end of the day, like we weren't actual flies on the wall sitting there and seeing their every single day interactions with one another, um, which we'll get into more later once we start talking about like the actual MO for this murder and the response Mm -hmm. effort and it getting to that point and where it all kind of stemmed from and our mm-hmm. analytic view, but they really did seem picture perfect. They had two mm-hmm. daughters. Um, one was born in 2013. Her name was Bella and the other one was in 2015. Her name was Celeste. Um, they got married in 2012. So it was kind of all back to back as well, but they did really mm-hmm. just seem like the perfect American family, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. um, that Netflix documentary is actually called American murder, the family next door. Okay. And that's what they seemed like. They seemed like the family they, next door, like the yeah. family everybody wanted to be. Yep. Which is scary.
0: <laughs> exactly. And she was also pregnant with a baby boy at the time too. And yes. she already named him Nico. So they oh. had um Celeste, Bella, and then baby Nico was to be born. Um, and this this is pretty much what was going on at the before the murder happened. So let's talk about like right. the setting events. Right before the murder. I think that's really right. important important to discuss. So before the murder, like, I don't even know when it happened. They had the six weeks of without each other, right, in the summertime? Right, yes. So when – before um,
1: the murder – Shanann and the two daughters went to visit it was it his family I believe it was his family
0: it's both of their family lives in oh North both of families right because yeah, I do so remember his family both. being involved so yep. she went
1: to go see both families in North Carolina and she was there for six weeks without mm-hmm. him like they without were to, apart for six weeks which is like her alone the two time. girls pregnant and yeah, yeah and without him he's home alone just chilling well who right. knows what the fuck his ass was doing something <laughs> weird loner.
0: Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So she went to go do a family trip without her husband I guess he had to work. Um, And in that that time, actually, that is when the fight over feeding the daughter – I forget um, if it was Celeste or Bella. But one of the daughters have a bunch of food allergies. Um, So that's the fight that happened with the in-law, with her mother-in-law, when she was trying to feed one of the daughters something that was – the daughter would have been allergic to. And Shanann flipped out saying, you're trying to murder my daughter. Um, you're not allowed to see the girls anymore. Right. And it was actually, that's, I think it was Celeste, it was actually her birthday like the following week and the grandparents didn't show because of that fight. So, right. um, but yeah, so she, that happened. There was a huge fight. Um, they were there for six weeks. And then I think the final two weeks, Chris Watts finally came to, reconnect with his family in north carolina so when he came back two weeks later Shanann was in that time when they were separated Shanann and chris watts were exchanging text messages which we were able to see because of that documentary and in those text messages um, she was basically complaining like why aren't you checking up on us you never initiate a phone call Um, you don't care. You don't miss us. It was very, the, the hostile relationship. It was really rocky in those times because Shanann just felt like he was checked out. He was no longer in this marriage and she felt it. She had that instinct. And I mean, the behaviors, the the behaviors show, if you're not checking in on your wife and you're not seeing how your girls are doing, it's been six weeks. It's going to be pretty like, you don't care about me. You don't care about this family. So I can totally see where she's coming from. And his responses were like, no, I still love you. And I still care about you. And he was trying to like act like it was all good when really it wasn't.
1: Right. And we find out later in the documentary, which we'll even talk about more later, but he was having an affair during this time. So Mm -hmm. not only was he being distant from his wife, which I feel like, We can define as not showing verbal support, not showing effort in communicating through text message or voice call, not checking in on his daughter's Mm -hmm. example, asking how they're doing or seeing how they're interacting or adjusting, being around all of the family. So all of those things are going on. And on top of it, he has like a side chick at home and he doesn't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't give a fuck because clearly Mm -hmm. if you're not, you're away from your family for that long, your wife is pregnant. Your wife doesn't even get along with your fucking family either. So like, you know, she's in an environment where there's already issues going on there between her relationships with certain people. And then you're at home and you're with another woman like, Mm -hmm. and you're lying saying that everything's fine. Like all of those things are just like stirring up this MO of their relationship issues. I think like before we go into the murder, like there's clearly issues in the relationship that led to the murder not mm-hmm. that that is justifiable at all no, because it's still all. a piece of shit yeah. but we're seeing this build up right like it's not just from like 0 to 100 mm-hmm. on social media it looks like that because again they look exactly. like happy and in love exactly but in this documentary you're really able to see like the behavior momentum kind of pick up like we don't, yeah. we're seeing like low probability first right of like okay he's just not texting back he's not replying right me. a long he's, latency Right. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe then we see it kind of build up a little bit when he comes for that two weeks and she Mm -hmm. starts, um, disclosing with a family member and they, it's through text message. So they show in the documentary as well that he's not showing physical affection whatsoever to her. So like Mm -hmm. we're seeing that build up. And so you get to see that behavior momentum build. And I think that's really interesting, um to watch because it makes not I don't want to say it makes sense because murder does not make sense
0: but it there's it's understandable an that there was issues there right exactly yes yep exactly and she said, like, it was six weeks and he's still not fucking her. Like, she said that, like, you, you've yeah. been gone six w- weeks without me and you, you don't want to have sex. Like, that is a right. big red – it's a big red flag. So, and that also – Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge red flag. Like, what do you mean, bro? Like, it's been six weeks. So, obviously, you're getting it somewhere else or you don't think I'm attractive anymore or there's some there's some situation at hand. So, that was definitely cro- – causing tension in that relationship and like you said with the fight with the mother-in-law who knows what his mom was texting him his mom yeah, we could don't have know. been we don't know the mom could have been calling chris and like talking all this shit about his wife and right. saying that because they also had show texts where chris watts is like you can't keep the grandkids from my mom like that's her grandkids and kind of defending right. his mom so you have no idea what mom is saying in his ear what Shanann's saying in his ear and then right. his girlfriend so when he did show up he barely gave her a peck he didn't she said in the text message he didn't grab my ass he didn't show any physical attack like it was very like distant cold it wasn't like they were right. in this happy relationship so they could get back from the visit with the family in north carolina They get back to Colorado and um, she is has a work event in Arizona during this work event she, uh, Chris Watts is watching the two little girls so she goes off right. to work he's watching the two little girls um, during this time and this is when all the shit goes down
1: yeah this so, is yes. when shit hits the fan
0: yes so this is gonna be all theory right now we have no proof when the little girls were murd- murdered. Murdered uh, when Shanann was murdered. We just know that Chris Watts did it. She came back the next day. Shanann is murdered. Police were called because of um her friend Nicole is where Nicole and Shanann went on this work trip. She brought her back at like four in the morning because after of, you know out, out the airplane she dropped her off, mm-hmm. and um she. Cannot get a hold of Shanann the next day, and she's really worried right. about this. She goes over to the house; no one answers. The friend's freaking out. Like this is very unlike her. She usually answers her phone. She's usually easy to right. get a hold of. Like we said, she's very active on active on social media. So for her to just go ghost is um unlike her. It's not her typical behavior. Um, so this was a a red flag for. Nicole, like, what's going on? This is not her normal behavior. She gets the police involved, um, and then the the police come. Chris Watts comes, and then they're, like, checking out the house. They notice that the bed sheets are all gone in the little girl's rooms, and, uh, like, the comforter's gone. But other than that, the house looks clean. The house looks orderly. It doesn't look like there was a disturbance or a break-in or anything Mm -hmm. like that. All we know is Shanann and the two um, the two girls are missing, um, right? And he's
1: kind of trying to make it seem like he's as concerned as the friend was mm-hmm. by call and I'm not by calling her um, cell phone and texting it repeatedly. And he's doing this in the documentary as well. You can see it like he's trying to get a hold of her. Um, he's saying out loud that he's nervous that he doesn't understand what's going on and why she's not responding so he's acting as confused as the friend which is ridiculous because he knows exactly where the fuck they are so i don't know why he's out here doing that shit
0: and he's saying, like, oh, she maybe she left on a trip and she'll come back. He, he kept right. saying, like, oh, they'll come back. They'll come back. Like, they they went somewhere. So he was trying to come up with a reason why she would be missing. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, in reality, he, he knows why they were missing. But he's trying to, like, oh, they'll come back. Maybe they went on a trip or maybe they just, you know, took off somewhere. Um, right. He did admit that they had an argument that night. Right. Um, in his version of what happened, um, I think he said that they had sex. Um, I forget what the argument was about, though, what he said. But he, I know he said that they had sex that night and then they had some argument came about and then it was right. heated. And then maybe she left to cool off and took the girls. So she he was trying to justify it, um, but it was all lies. So now getting back to the what I said is a theory. I I truly believe that Chris Watts this is my th- complete theory there's no proof I believe when Chris Watts was taking care of those two girls for that weekend when mom was in Arizona he had was frustrated and overwhelmed and maybe that is when the murder took place of those girls um, right. because we have no um, timeline of when the girls were murdered and when mom was murdered so the girls right. could have already been dead and then Shanann came back in the house and then he attacked her because what is he right. gonna what is he gonna do so that is my theory i i really think that he may have already had hurt the girls um before Sh- Shanann was even back in um colorado wow. what do you think about that
1: I never even thought of that until you said that. And I think that is 100% a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the theory that he didn't kill the girls at all. And I know that that's a popular theory. Um, and the reason I get that theory is because if when you watch the documentary, they show his confession. And mm-hmm. when he confesses to killing Shanann, um, he's detailed in exactly how he did it. He's somewhat composed when he's explaining it. Um, and he's confessing it. He's like, I fucking did it. Like it's it's all out there. When it comes to talking about murdering his daughters, he's withholding a lot of information. Or it could be that he doesn't know how to describe it because he didn't do it. Right. And he's very flustered. He's crying with tears. Um, he has stiff body positioning. He's. Clenching his fists. He's looking down at the table, refusing eye contact with anyone else in the room. Um, I, I do even believe that there was a point when he was discussing this situation with his father before he did his actual confession, because they show mm-hmm. that as well, that he was telling his father, I didn't kill the girls. Like he told his father, I killed Shanann, but I didn't kill the girls. And then mm-hmm. once he had to confess, like that kind of switched. And mm-hmm. I, I, again, I am not an expert in criminal profiling or behavior mm-hmm. analysis in criminals or like confessions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But to see that drastic switch of, Okay, I did this. I'm going to be accountable for it. I'm going to confess to it. There's kind of a, like a confidence you see there when he's discussing it and not mm-hmm. I don't really feel, I didn't get like an arrogant vibe off of it, but that's also very mentalistic, but I'm just saying like from what right. I was seeing. But then to switch to the girls, I'm thinking whether they were or weren't murdered before Shanann came home was somebody else involved and that could have possibly been his girlfriend or maybe even somebody completely different that we don't know about at all that could mm-hmm. have assisted in that and i think that that's a huge a, like a, a huge possibility because i just find it so hard to believe that which again i'm not a parent so i i can imagine that if you did kill your children that would be harder to discuss than killing your spouse because that's exactly. literally your child so that could have exactly. just also been that where he was just like i don't even want to like confess this because when i go to jail i'm gonna, fucking die because i killed two little girls exactly
0: like, that, so that, that is, could have been it too yeah right. that is my thought when you said like he wasn't talking about the murders of his daughters and i'm just i'm like as a parent like that is horrendous like that is right one of the worst crime i could ever like think of as hurting my child so as a parent like admitting right. to that may be so difficult because to realize that what type of monster you are. It's just, you don't want to come face to face of who you are and the actions that you've done just because it's so horrendous. So that is, and also he was trying to blame Shanann. Um, He, in his confession, he was saying that that. Shanann murdered. that's what, that was the whole confession. He said they had sex, they had an argument. And then Shanann was smothering the one girl and then just went to go smother the other girl, which is like, if you're yes. why wouldn't you stop her with the second girl? If you already see he doing the one girl, it makes no sense to me. But he right. wanted to say that Shanann killed those daughter, the daughters, and then he snapped and killed Shanann. But right. in a different version of his story, he said that the two little girls were in the back of the truck um, sleeping yes. with Shanann on the floor. And the little girls were asking um, is mommy okay? What's what's going on with mommy? And as they drove out um, to place Shanann in his the, those oil tanks where he works at, um, mm-hmm. the little girls were alive and he killed them on that scene. So there's different right. versions of this story. I don't know if right. I believe that the little girls were alive um, in yeah. that truck. Because yeah. at that point, you have to be like – Cause I know rage when you're when you're mad and you're kind of you see red for a moment of time, but it's is it gonna really last twenty four hours? You know, twelve hours, right. and you're still gonna be having that much rage from killing your wife, wrapping her up in these um, the the bedding, putting that in the truck in the truck, having your little girl sitting there with mommy on the floor, and then still have that same rage, um, right. and that same motivation to do that to your daughters. It just And also with the bedding being missing on their beds, that doesn't really make sense to me. So I don't know exactly what happened. And I don't think we'll ever truly know until he tells us exactly what happens. Because his story doesn't really make sense to me. Um, Just thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, this the timeline and everything. Um, Let's talk about the motivating operation. And it's funny, too, because MO also stands for... uh, Motivating i Oh, sorry. Yeah, motivating operandus. Oh, right. For like crime. For police. Yeah, for crime. For lawyers, they're motivating operandus, which is kind of similar to motivating operation, like for us as behavior analysts. Um, And it's very similar. So the MO is everything in true crime, right? Without the MO, the case really doesn't have much Credibility because even right. in police and crime, everybody knows like you don't just do shit out of nowhere, which is ABA, right? Applied behavior uh, analysis. Yeah. We behavior doesn't come out of nowhere. Absolutely not. Um, never. Never. <laughs> never. Even if, even if there was no solid MO, a murder could happen because of a mental disorder or, or some right. type of like, you know, imbalances, something like that. So even that it's would have an answer. MO. There's always an answer. There's no like, oh, it was a random a random occurrence. Like there was no- nothing right. that caused this. But we all know there's an mo. There's a motivating operandus. There's a motivating operation. So let's let's right. get into that. What is the mo? Why did he commit um, this this horrendous family murder?
1: Right. So I I truly think the mo is really functioned by escape like getting out of this family life um before so we know that also with chris watts he actually got into really good shape um yes quite like a little bit Right before this happened like obviously over time he put the work in and he got to that level but Mm -hmm. not that he was obese or anything by any means but he did start living a healthier lifestyle his physique changed dramatically he was doing a lot Mm -hmm. more outdoor activities and with that I feel and again. This is all, like, analytical, so I'm having to put myself in the space of, like, just analyzing him as a person and, like, the antecedent Object- before the being murder. Being objective, yeah. Right, so I'm being objective to this, and I'm not in any way saying that what he did was okay. But yeah, we'll, I we're never going to agree with him ever. Right. No, no, no. But objectively, mm-hmm. scientifically, yes. and as a human being, I can see that when you're – if you are with someone and your lifestyles and your, um, the things that you hold important to you are yeah. so drastically different. And I'm not saying Shanann wasn't healthy in any way. I don't know that. I don't know her personal daily lifestyle. But to, for him to drastically change to a level of fitness that he did, if that wasn't being reciprocated, I could see where that could start maybe putting a little toll on the relationship, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, ta- I'm prioritizing health. I'm exercising. I look good as fuck. I feel good as fuck. I want my husband my wife whatever to be on the same track as me and they don't want to now we're we have two separate like goals. Right. And that's okay. People, people can be different and be together. But I do think that that can start putting a strain there of like, okay, well, I feel and look good. And I want you to feel and look good. And I, I feel like you can also start gaining like a superiority complex of like, well, like I'm better. Like I, I am healthy. I I do look good. I have the discipline. I make the time. I'm Mm -hmm. strong. I'm hot. Women are noticing me because he met his girlfriend at work. Mm-hmm. Um. How long were you working with this bitch before she fucking wanted to suck your dick? Probably not when you were fat, right? Okay, right, right. So now you look good. This hot girl is paying attention to me, and now this new life of being single and being hot and doing outdoor activities with my new hot girlfriend is just so attractive that, that I want these increases, to mm-hmm. right? And there's your EO. My hot girlfriend is the EO of the MO of just getting the fuck out of this marriage. And how can I get out? How can I leave my wife who is loyal to me, has given me two beautiful children, a third one one on the way, way, works hard, works her fucking ass off. And what am I going to do? How do I get out? And I feel like that is really the MO of him just wanting to get out and possibly not knowing how other than yeah. this was the for in some for some fucking reason in his fucking head this was the logical way to just escape because if you just wanted to be divorced or you just wanted, you wanted to be with someone new, you could, you could totally get divorced. Yep. You could totally have custody of your kids. You could totally share this obligation of, okay, we have children together, but you didn't Co-parent. want that because you wanted mm-hmm. to get rid of them. You wanted yep. to be alone. You wanted to be a single man. You wanted that life behind you that you had literally behind you in the past. Yep. You don't have to have any accountability for it. So that's what I think that I, I really do think it was functioned by escape.
0: Yeah, I'd absolutely agree that it was definitely escape maintained. Um, and then you can take his fitness into different perspectives because right. I also think you could have this mo to become fit when you get a new girlfriend. So True. we don't know exact. I mean. The girl, Jessica, she said that they were only dating for a couple of months. But who knows? Maybe he had his eye on this girl for a couple of years. And then that was his MO to get fit. So we don't know if he was already checked out in the marriage when he started his fitness journey. Or if the fitness journey and those results then kind of was the uh, catalyst to getting this hot girlfriend and starting this new life. Because there was a uh, point in this documentary where Shanann is texting that the the family member complaining about Chris and saying, like, he came over here. He hasn't seen me for six weeks. Instead of hanging out with us, he's over there doing fucking push-ups. So clearly the exercise also functioned as escape. Um, So the MO for that fitness could either be he wanted to just be fit because he was he was overweight and he wanted to right. better himself. And in that process, he got this girlfriend and, you know, kind of got this this new vibe of this, oh, this whole new life I can have. Or he already had his eyes set on this girl and then that was the MO to lose the weight. So we don't know what order that happened, but for sure him losing that weight and him starting that fitness journey was definitely a catalyst for this new girlfriend. Um, so – her name is Jessica. She was she was younger. Um yes. she didn't have any kids. They no. met at they met at work and their dates seemed to be a lot of fun. Um they were doing yeah, they did. like like a lot of active things together. I don't they were yes. like in the dirt. I don't know if it was was it hiking. dirt biking?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think dirt biking, hiking, a lot of outdoor activities. She was very She's beautiful. Very, like she's, yeah, scored, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's fit. Mm-hmm. She's athletic. They like to do things like that. Um, so yeah, they would have fun. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. But they would have fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So which she also was under the impression that he was in the process of a divorce. Yeah, and whether say that. it mm-hmm. ever comes out in the future that she was involved in this and did know more at the moment, there is nothing showing proof of that. So we're going to speak of her in no ill way because we don't know. Yeah. This girl could have just been young, dumb, and in love with this hot older guy, and thought, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'll be a stepmom. Cool, whatever." Right? Exactly. We don't know. So, yeah. So that's why she, we don't talk shit on her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, she said that they they got together. It was like June June
1: Fourteenth. So he found out his wife was pregnant on June Eleventh, and they started their official their affair, affair on June Fourteenth.
0: That yeah, it was three days later. So three so days later, so Shan- bro. Shannon tells Chris. I'm pregnant. Oops, we did it again. She even had a video cute. of it. it sh-
1: she yeah, posted. She had
0: like, "Oops, oops, we did it again." And he was just like, "Oh, yay, huh? Like, so he just found out his preg his his wife is pregnant, and then three days later, he starts this affair with Jessica, uh, official affair. So they could have been flirtatious, yeah. you know. It, it, you know what I mean? It could have already been going before that. Right. Um, but three days later, he's he's in this other relationship when he just found out his girlfriend's his wife is pregnant. So that is another big motivating factor in the situation. Shanann is pregnant um, and he already has two kids that he possibly does not want. And then now he's going to yeah. have a third kid, which he does not want with this wife that he does not want. Um, so he tells right. Jess- he tells Jessica. I will be divorced by December or some date he gives her, right, which is correlated with the date that he murders his family. So this, in my opinion, is premeditated. If you're saying right. yeah, if you're saying I'm out of this relationship by this date, and then he go ahead and murders his family by this date, that mm-hmm. seems very much premeditated. And
1: I'm looking at that as like ABC data. So in applied behavior analysis, we do ABC data. It's antecedent, which is what happens before Mm -hmm. behavior, what the behavior is. And then C is consequence. And for us, consequence means what happens after the behavior. Most likely, it's directly after. But if you're looking at this from this timeline, our antecedent is Shanann Tell's – Chris fucking Watts that she's pregnant mm-hmm. Behavior three days later He gets a girlfriend okay right. what the Fuck consequence he's Telling his girlfriend he's getting Divorced so yep. he's checked Out like yep, that is so definitely. if if I've ever seen escape on an ABC Data sheet like that's that is it Pain That's it. Like I'm getting out of this. She's pregnant. I got a girlfriend and I'm verbally telling somebody that I'm getting divorced and I have a date in mind. And then that divorce was actually
0: a murder. So that is
1: just crazy. Like that is that is escape. That's for
0: sure. And going back on like the the MO here, we did not mention that they also filed for bankruptcy. Oh, yes. There was financial trouble in this house. Um, They did file for bankruptcy in 2015, which was three years before the murder happened. However, it was said they were still um, it was still difficult. They had their their mortgage was like three thousand a month. Um, They made a combined income of ninety thousand a year. So like their monthly I forget. It was like their monthly income was like forty five hundred with a three thousand dollar mortgage. It wasn't sustainable. Like no. they were, they were probably living paycheck to paycheck, unfortunately, right. like most people in America. But right. it, that financial hardship definitely is going to um, create tension in that relationship. So, not only is he unhappy with his family life, he's also not doing good financially. Uh, and something else to be said is Shanann was known to be outspoken, opinionated. Right. That's what his
1: family quoted that she was very opinionated. Now yes. I don't know, like again that is not operationally define defined. that. Yeah. So if I had to operationally define an opinion, I would say um Shanann willingly
0: expresses uh,
1: expresses her private event thoughts on situations without being asked to. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Example, um, I don't like your shirt. No one fucking asked you. Non-example, hey, do you like this shirt? Yeah, it's cool. That's not, I warranted it. So that's the way I would say opinionated. But that's also, that can be... very subjective in itself. That's not even the best operational definition, but off the cusp, like that's what I would say. But Mm -hmm. so she's very known by his family and stated to be very opinionated, but it did not seem like they were saying that in a positive way with the tone. So, yeah. Um,
0: So that's another thing because it did seem as if like she was kind of bossy would be another like, you know, descriptive word. uh, Bossy towards Chris Watts. And... It's interesting because when we do see like domestic violence and a murder taking place, usually there is events that happen before he's beating his wife. He's, you know, right. berating her. Um, right. And none of that came to light. Even with the text messages, um, Shanann mostly said that he was right. just distant and cold. It wasn't like right. he was yelling or berating or hitting. Um, so he was more um, quiet about it. Before the escalation happened. So that's why it is a very popular case because there was no escalation. There was no, like, there was no over signs as, like, someone looking in because it wasn't like he was hitting her. He wasn't – there wasn't cops called. There wasn't, like – domestic violence, um, records, police records, anything like that. And so it is just like the family next door because their argument was like Shanann speaking out and then him shutting down. That was how their argument. So it wasn't like the neighbors heard screaming all the time. It wasn't like there was any, any real signals or clues for people to be like, Oh, we need to watch out for this guy. He might murder his whole family. So Right. So then we'd
1: we'd assume as behavior analysts because private events, because of Skinner, we know are Mm -hmm. real. We have them all Mm -hmm. the time. We have thoughts, emotions, anxieties, feelings, whatever. So clearly Mm -hmm. that is our covert behavior. Sorry, you said Mm -hmm. overt covert behavior. So Mm -hmm. we can't see it as behavior analysts. I would never say, oh, Chris Watts. Um, murdered his family because he felt so sad. I will not say that. I can't. So now we, we have to say, okay, clearly there must have been some private events there going on that we do not know about. And someone must feel extremely unhappy, uncomfortable, anxious. There obviously was something that escalated there, whether it was something we could see as people in the environment or there was something going on internally. And I think to, again, he's a, asshole like he didn't mm-hmm. they did not deserve this Shannan and his two daughters did not deserve to be murdered but for someone to get to that like state in their own private events mm-hmm. that's crazy like that that person felt that that was the only way out the only way out of this situation is if i just kill all of them right how exactly. is that logical that's not logical exactly. that doesn't make any sense um mm-hmm. so i feel like like discussing that, it's like again, I think that's why this case is so popular. Cause you have people like John Wayne Gacy, like, okay, first he was a pedophile, then he was kidnapping, molesting kids and setting them free. There was and they weren't being setting free anymore, and they were in his fucking basement. So like there it's yeah. just like there's an escalation there. Here we just see this guy who's kind of like timid and weird and yeah. annoying as fuck. And it's like honestly, I feel like Shanann might have been in moments like, just yell at me, like something. Exactly. Like just, <laughs> just something give me to something. Me. something. Exactly. Coming around and murdering three people like what I want to know so bad, like what that internal behavior was, because I feel like that would give us also so much more explanation as Mm -hmm. to to why other than escape, because from what we can see, the only thing that makes sense is that he wanted to escape this environment.
0: Yeah, for sure. And There's different schedules of reinforcement available. He could have definitely went and got a divorce and went through that whole process. um, Or he could have continued the affair and just kept it, you know, hush hush. Um, He could have... He could have done a million – he could have broke, off, broke it off with his girlfriend and tried to fix his family. So there's these different schedules of reinforcement that were available to him. But the only – the one he chose was to murder his entire family, which is right. not just the three murders, but also the, the baby in the belly. Like that – Oh, yes. He, right. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he definitely – he murdered four people. Um, that So that is like – I don't understand that it's not logical at all. And it's hard. It's hard for us to really even behavior analytically explain why he chose that schedule, or why he chose that contingency. But we can't explain the function of that was absolutely escape. And, you know, what comes down to it is the girlfriend. So how he kind of got caught up is the case was super popular, the girlfriend saw it on, um, you know, the news and, she saw the coverage and she yes. actually called the police and said, look, I am in this relationship with Chris Watts because Chris Watts did not say this to the police. He didn't say that he he's having an affair. Oh, of course not. He's a beautiful husband. Not. What? He, yeah, he's exactly. So he, so he said, so she said like, Oh, I, I'm in this relationship. Um, he actually said that they were going to get a divorce. He even gave me a date of when the divorce was happening. So she initiated, um, which is something also Ashley we were talking about before that you think that the girlfriend was involved in the murder right i think there's like i've heard that theory and i can see
1: i can see why it's a possibility and i feel like what you're gonna say is like oh but she called the cops okay like so what now look at that i called you i wasn't involved i had no idea he was married he has kids right I thought he was getting divorced. Oh my God, that's so crazy. Because she also, they never really got a lot of phone records from her because she didn't want to give all of the phone records they have a lot of missing communication between chris watts and his girlfriend so i think Mm -hmm. that yes it does show like she kind of was like oh what the fuck and i know we see that with ted bundy where his girlfriend is the one that ultimately called the cops and was like holy fuck i think it's him and she clearly wasn't involved at all so that Mm -hmm. can be a possibility but at the same time i think it could also be well why would they look at me i fucking called I called. So right, I didn't, so, why would so her, I
0: call? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's so crazy. But the, the thing is, like, okay, what would her MO be? Her, her motivating operation of this whole thing would be, like, I get the husband. I get the man without the wife. So that reinforcer right. is more valuable because he don't, no longer has the wife. He no longer has the kids. So she does have the MO. But the behavior of calling the cops will take away that reinforcer. Cause your man's going to get locked right. up. You're no longer going to have access to him. So that's why I'm just, I don't under, but then at the same time, she could have been feeling the heat. She could have been feeling like, Oh, I can get caught up in this. So let me save my ass. Right. So that could also be that. Or maybe we don't
1: know. Also they could have, maybe she wanted to break up with him. Maybe she was trying to break up with him and he didn't want to. And that could have even escalated the murder too of like, oh my God, I was going to get out of my family for you and now you're gonna break up with me like w- I'll kill them and then we can be together. like I don't know. like there could be other things right. like what if she was trying to get out for a little bit and maybe she felt like she couldn't And then now it's like okay, well, if I just get him in jail, like I really can like get away from you yeah ass. but like, then why would she
0: kill why would she kill the girls then? Um, if she wants to out you know yeah what I, mean? I don't
1: know. I
0: mean yeah
1: yeah I guess that is true like why would she kill the daughters
0: if that was if she case? wanted out yeah I just don't think I just don't I right. do not be. Think she have anything involved with it cuz they they weren't together that long I mean officially right. on records like I said that relationship could have been stewing for years or months before the official relationship happened right um, but they were only together for a few months before the murder happened um but that having the hurt Yeah, so it wasn't like she had this long relationship. They weren't together for years, and she was just begging for him to leave his wife. She thought they were in a divorce. So, uh, I mean, what she has said is she thought that they were going to have a divorce. Clearly, we can't really get in her brain and really know what happened. But I personally don't think the girlfriend was involved. I really feel like she was just a a naive girl that was caught up in the middle of this thing and that Chris Ross is the – is the real monster um and thought oh for sure he is like he thought he can get away with this so what it breaks down to is he had a wife he didn't want he had two little girls that were they were back to back they were like three and four Mm -hmm. so I my son is almost four and he is a handful I cannot imagine having a a kid right under him like a three and a four year old I could not imagine I would go crazy as well so that's why I said like in the beginning where he had take he was taking care of those girls in that weekend that could have been the tipping point where like holy shit this is overwhelming but if it was premeditated it could have that could have already been in the works beforehand but definitely having that family I think him losing the way and you know trying to be physically healthy and all that stuff. Having the girlfriend, Shanann being pregnant, Shanann um, not getting along with his parents—all of those factors are led up, that. Po- led up to this, or is like that motivating operation of why he committed this, these murders. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Do you have anything else to add to this um, true, um, true
1: behavior of crime? I just would also say that with escape, I think um, I just looked at my notes and I remembered I wrote this down that it's also kind of access, like access to a new life. So he is escaping an old life, but he there's already like the apple's already there. The girl that he yep. wants to be with is already there. So he's escape escaping the current situation for a new one. So it's kind of both. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that because I did forget, but.
0: Yeah, um, a- access. Yeah. Um I mean maybe attention maintained, he'll get more attention from the girlfriend. He did receive a lot of media attention, which I don't know if that cuz like let's well, say like Well, yes, cuz
1: I've heard he likes it. Like he gets off on it. He likes hearing – I I heard from morbid cuz they refused to cover his case and like I don't give a fuck, listen to me Chris, you're a fucking asshole. Whatever. Right. Um, they refuse to do his case because I don't know how the fuck he gets access to podcasts in prison. Whatever guards are getting him a fucking podcast, I hope that something happens to you because that's fucking stupid. But he will right. find podcasts about himself and listen to the case. So that could be – it could be attention. That's weird.
0: Yeah, after the fact though. But that happens to you like when when behaviors happen and then you also have this dual function which like – right. It exactly, comes after yeah. the fact. It wasn't like it happened, like he was craving. Because there are murders, right. like the ma- like mass shooting, where that is yeah. attention maintained, which maybe we can do another. And the next case could be like attention maintained. Because yeah. um, there are all these different functions. I don't know if Chris Watts was like coming into this and it was a- an attention maintained behavior, but it could right. have after the fact been like, okay, this, this is reinforcing as well. Right. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. It was fun that was fun yeah that, so that was our first segment of this of true crime with behavior analyst and I, yeah I hope you guys enjoy this and if you guys have any cases specifically that you guys want us to break down and talk about and the functions of those behaviors you can always DM us at ABA on a pod
1: and also follow us on Instagram like subscribe download leave us a review all yes the things. please
0: <laughs> definitely helpful okay thank you bye bye